One Word is a production of BFAC On Air. Welcome back, everyone, to our next episode. And we are so glad to have you here. I am Dominic. I am Jenna. I'm Zoe. And I'm Chloe. And we are the four hosts of One One Word. Every time. That was kind of an actual harmony this time, guys. (laughs) We're getting better. I I like how you said kind of (laughs) inactual. I think that (laughs) describes it perfectly. (laughs) So fascinating episode this this month, Serendipity. It was very intriguing (laughs) to research this entire thing, to think that it goes back... Uh, as far as it does, and it is it is based in an old uh, what what do you call it a silly a silly fairy tale. silly fairy tale mm-hmm. called the Three Princes of Serendip. Researching that that fairy tale had some interesting things mm-hmm. in it, and whether or not you think it's actually serendipity in that novel or not is something our listeners can can decide for themselves. But it, it was a fascinating uh, fairy tale to. Mm-hmm. To take a look at. Um, I absolutely loved, we talked a little bit about letters and writing and how that experience is and I loved how beautiful the art of just writing yeah. and writing letters and communicating through paper and pen is just how it is and how intimate it is. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, it's sharing yourself and it is in your own handwriting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's sharing your brain and your heart and it's in your in your own handwriting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I loved learning about the origin of the word and you're going to learn more about the two Horuses. The two They're two, very the fun. They're horses. very Hor <laughs> Horuses with an egg. <laughs> the guy, not the animal. <laughs> They're very British. They're very fun. You're going to love them. We loved them. It's great. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to name my child Horace. Are you? And I would no. love it. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. that's fine. I'm um, sure there's lots of people named Horace. Out I'm sure there are. I'm not knocking your name if you're Horace. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did. I'm sorry. You know what? Now, you're Horace. We love you, Horace. We love you. Yeah. If your name is Horace, you should write to us. You know what? We we need to get an email. <gasps> we should. We, we should. Yeah. We should get an or email. Or an address. So Maybe they can write us letters. And you can tweet episode. us. You can tweet us and uh, Instagram us. So yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. get info for you guys. So soon. if your name is Horace, let us know. Uh, and we'll give you a special prize. I don't know what that prize is going to be, but I'm a will, horse. Rad- oh, it will be that my firstborn child will be named after you. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Haha, uh-huh, not happening. We could, we could send them a recording of our voice, and they could, uh, you know, have that uh, specialized I love to that. Perfect. Wow, yeah. if their name is Horace. <laughs> Only if know. your name is Horace. Horace. We're only Look talking about Horaces <laughs> today, and it's only. This this offer is only valid for Horace's. We're talking to you, Horace. <laughs> I love that. If your name is Horace, please contact us. Yes, that's right. Um, I so this this was a very interesting episode. Um, and one of my favorite parts was when we were talking about what's called serendipitous discoveries, and there yeah. are so many out there. We just touch on a few, um, but it, it's interesting hearing about um, just what what all that entails and yeah <laughs> right sometimes it's hygienic and sometimes it's not and that's all i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think the non the the less hygienic it is probably the better yeah yes. yeah agreed yeah 
<laughs> I think that goes for everything. You for, know? Everybody, for everything. For everything. Yeah. I, yes, I'm going to stick with that statement that I made just now. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate your I, fortitude yes, in sticking you. with that. Uh huh. You can uh, stick around and hear what our word is for next month at the end of the episode, but we don't need to talk about what's in the episode any longer. So without further ado, I just have one word for you. Serendipity. I, I don't need to put the music in. Because there it is. The definitions that we've found for serendipity this week are an aptitude for making desirable discoveries by accident or mm. good fortune and luck. Mm. Aptitude for making desirable discoveries by accident. Very interesting word we've got here. And I, I thought it was interesting that it said desirable because at first mm-hmm. I was like, is it, ser- is it serendipity if it's not desirable? <laughs> I think serendipity or, definitely has like a positive connotation. Yeah. When you hear it, you think of something happy. It's a happy accident for sure. It's something, yeah, I, I would agree. It is a desirable outcome. Yeah. yeah. Not like the world comes to an end. Like, well, that was serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> That's not serendipity. You knock over a vase, that was serendipity. Yeah, right? And, okay, so the background of this word. This background is so intriguing. It is so intriguing. When I was looking it up, I just, like, I just kept clicking things and looking for more and more and more (laughs) because they're just so, there's (laughs) so much behind it. And I just didn't realize what all all was behind it. Okay, so... The etymology, I'm sorry, I'm like in a mood today, so, <laughs> so every other line I'm just going to be like, hello. So is there, like, are you ever not in some type of mood? No. no. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what I thought. The other day, I just was like singing everything in class. Mm. Everything. Like you sang earlier. <laughs> Tell them about your theme song. Yeah. I thought about putting the theme song on here because I wrote, because... I wrote words to it that's basically <gasps> like, no, it's not real words. It's just serendipity. It's like, serendipit me, <laughs> serendipit you, serendipit we, serendipit us, serendipity. <laughs> now you're getting really to like all your, your music training there that yes. you talked about that's in right. the last episode. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it. Uh, that's going in the episode. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that that's going in. Absolutely. Uh, back to the episode. Anyway, right. you know, <laughs> I'm sure that was entertaining for you all. Um, but so the etymology of the word serendipity. So serendipity didn't actually become a popular word until the 20th century, but it was first coined in 1754. So before mm-hmm. that, There was no use of that word serendipity at all. It was not a word. Um, And it was coined by a man named Horace Walpole. This is is the tale of two Horaces. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, Horace Walpole and Horace Such a popular name back in the 1700s. Was it a popular name? It must have been. Is it Horace or Horace? Horace. 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 There's an A in there. Yes, it is spelled H-O-R-A-C-E. Was that a dig at me thinking that the school by my grandparents' house, Horace Mann, was Horace Mann for the first several years of my life? No, but 
That's just serendipitous. It's just serendipitous. <laughs> Which actually has a completely different time period. But, so, but keep going. Okay. So Horace and Horace would occasionally write to each other. And one time, Horace Walpole wrote to Horace Mann, and he spoke of an incident that occurred that reminded him of what happened in what he called a silly fairy tale that he had heard before. And this fairy tale, it is a Persian fairy tale called The Three Princes of Serendip. Yeah. Okay, Serendip. Uh, That story is about three brothers, princes, who were always making, like, discoveries by accident and things that they weren't necessarily looking for. Um, And so in his letter, can I read part of this letter? Oh, please do. Go right ahead. So in his letter, I'm probably going to use a different voice for it. This discovery indeed... (laughs) This discovery, indeed, I I love this voice, (laughs) is almost of that kind which I call serendipity, a very expressive word, which, as I have nothing better to tell you, I shall endeavor to explain to you. I once read a silly fairy tale called The Three Princes of Serendip. As their highnesses traveled, they were always making discoveries by accidents and sagacity. Sagacity, I said that word wrong. Of things (laughs) which they were not in quest of. Now do you understand serendipity? That was an actual excerpt from the letter. Yeah. Oh. And so he just decided to, as he's ta- as he's talking and writing to Horace Mann, to create this new word. Like, hey, you know what? That is, this is, this thing that happened to me feels like serendipity. It feels like something that happened with those three princes of serendip must be serendipity. Yeah. And uh, if I can say serendip is the Arabic name for Sri Lanka. Mm. So um, that kind of places it in the world for you there. Can I go and tell you a little bit about what happens in the story? I mean, there's kings that happen in the story and that kind of thing, and the princes go away. (laughs) But along their travels, here is part of what they uh, are talking about in terms of their discoveries. So there's this lost camel, and the lost camel, they help you know describe the camel. And so in part of it, they say, was your camel blind in one eye? And, and he says, yes. The guy says, yes, he was. Did your camel have a tooth missing? Well, yes, yes. <laughs> the third asked if the camel was lame. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Your camel carried a load of butter on one side and honey on the other. Yes, that was accurate. And uh, eventually they they get thrown in prison because they are thought suspected to have been the ones to steal it because they they know know so much. They knew too much. And they explain, well, we, we knew the camel was blind in one eye because the grass was only eaten on one side of the road. Mm-hmm. We knew that the camel uh, was missing a tooth because of the way the blades of grass were chewed. Uh, we knew that the, the camel had a load of butter on one side and honey on the other because there were many ants on one side of the trail. Mm-hmm. So they make these discoveries, and I hold up finger quotes when I say that, not necessarily in terms of a completely what we think of today as a desirable discovery by accident. They're actually making an observation and then forming a hypothesis Mm -hmm. based on that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting how the word serendipity has 
sort of evolve yeah. because they were detectives right. before their day. They were detectives <laughs> like before Sherlock. their day. Yeah. That is kind of what happens in, in the story. But, so they impress someone and then they get to move on and they help actually save a life as someone was plotting yeah. to be killed and, and they can see that before it happens. So it, wow. it is, yeah, oh, it's oh so intriguing. <laughs> Such an intriguing story there. So yeah, that's that's what happens in there and, and how, how he's referring to serendipity. Okay. I want to, can I also talk real quick about Walpole because it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, him as a person and a writer. So, by the way, he is the son of the first prime minister. What? The first prime minister ever? Ever uh, in England. In England. I, know I can't speak for every country. <laughs> <Wait, wait. laughs> There are um, other places besides So he's the youngest him. son of Prime Minister Robert Walpole. So that kind of tells you a little bit about his means mm-hmm. as well. Because he did a lot of traveling. He did a lot of corresponding and letter writing with people. And he was the letter writer of his era. And mm-hmm. we're talking about 1717 to 1797. I mean, that was, that was his medium. Well, yeah, because I'm just thinking now... I have a I have a lot of knowledge of England and um, high class because I watched Downton Abbey. Yes. <laughs> of course. That's very credible. <laughs> Thank you. And so <laughs> I love Maggie Smith. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, and so because he was in, you know, because he was probably more upper class, um, and if he was a younger son, there probably wasn't much for him to do. He had to kind of create his own mm-hmm. type of thing. So being, you know, having letter writing being his thing. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Now, I mean, he also did write books. Oh. So he wrote other things as well. He just liked to write. However. He was um, good at it. Well, I don't know that people would agree that he was good when it came to his um, novels and things like that. For example... Some of the things that are said about it is that, that the novel... so bad already. Yeah, don't you? The, <laughs> oh, no. Like, just, just this is talking about uh, his castle novel, The Castle of uh, Toronto's. The novel suffers from a convoluted and confusing plot. <laughs> Insufficient character development. Oh, Horace. Stilted dialogue. Oh. <laughs> and the work is too rapidly paced. So that's kind of... Is there anything left there? Um, Not really. (laughs) The critical reception to that work, however, of his some 4,000 letters, Mm -hmm. those are the ones that are a survey of the, like the history and the times. And, and they, were, they were written to be firstly engaging and entertaining to people, and secondary was to be informative. So they were, they're very descriptive, and they're really caused letter writing to become an art form. Interesting. Right? So that is what... He was mostly known for nice. in terms of his writing mm-hmm. because he's, he's also got a lot of things in terms of art collecting and architecture and right. all of that stuff as well. Again, speaks to his means. Yeah, when you've time. got the yeah. means. <laughs> right. 
When so, you got the memes. But you, you were. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a movie trailer. That's right. Horace Walpole. He's well, got the memes. So we could talk about. Doesn't do a real job because he's got the memes. <laughs> so, but let's talk about horse man. Not mm-hmm. I'm horse man. Not horse man. It sounds like horse man when you say it. it and wouldn't that be a fun guy? Horse man. <laughs> I want to meet him. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure, Chloe. I'm sure he was a fun guy. Oh, goodness. So Horace Mann <laughs> was a British diplomat. This is the one who the other Horace wrote mm-hmm. that wrote to. And they only met once. Why? Mm. They only met one time and never again, but they communicated for 45 years. Why didn't they meet Whoa. more than one time? Do Where we did know? they live? Where were their homes? Well, uh, now you're asking a personal whole bunch of stuff. Personal addresses. Yeah, personal <laughs> addresses. So they met on a grand tour. And if then they just the means. maintained. <laughs> the means. They maintained contact for 45 years, but wow. never actually met again. Interesting. That. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's we don't write letters anymore. I, I write letters. Text. I do sometimes. We te- is texting letters? Well, actually, I sometimes I write letters. I think it's yeah. fun. And it's yeah. called email. So <laughs> that counts. Yeah. For sure. So it's called email. <laughs> There's a mail in there for a reason. <laughs> When was the last time we actually corresponded with another human being by sitting down and taking our hand, which quite honestly, taking your hand and writing it onto a piece of paper, right? When you take your hand, it's part of you. It's connected to your blood. It's connected to your heart and your mind. And you wrote it out and you then put it in an envelope and you mailed it to someone. It means a lot because you you took that time to do it. Yeah. I actually do write letters Mm -hmm. specifically to my, to my friend Esther, who also writes letters to me. And we are a little bit ridiculous when we write letters to each other because we completely take on this persona of somebody who's writing to each other in a different century. And so our we have wax seals, and so we seal all of our letters. And uh, we write Wait, to... Wait, you have... You have your own wax seal. You know what? I, I, I love I'm, that. I'm pretty certain my wife has a wax seal. She got it when she was traveling in Italy, I think. Um, that's so fun. That's like cool. it's a metal thing and you put yes. the wax on and then you put and you, your imprint on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, Sometimes uh, the wax gets taken off when it's mailed. So whenever I send it to somebody, I'll the first thing I'll say is, okay, but was the wax seal on there? <laughs> That's the important and they're part. like, no. I'm like, well, Dang what it. was the point of the letter to them? <laughs> Why did I no send it? it. <laughs> yeah, but there's something about it. And we write, and I, I tend to, oh my gosh, okay. Inside about me, um, I, in my brain, <laughs> have a British accent most of the time. <laughs> I love this. I was also going to say, That's I amazing. love that. I yeah. love it so much. So when I write to people, if I'm writing to Esther, it'll be something like, Dear Miss O of Carol Stream, it has been <laughs> such a long time since we've talked to you. Not other. only do you have a British accent in your in your mind, but you also speak in 1700 language. Yes, language. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do I use the word dearest quite often. Do, right? I do. Yeah. I like that one. It's, it's lovely. It yeah. just kind of transports you to a different time. It just feels mm. good. And writing like anything, not even just a letter, it's so intimate. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. a real yeah. like experience with you, yourself, your feelings, like journaling. And then, I mean, writing letters is just 
almost a heightening of that experience. And Absolutely. I like how you said that. And, and, and letter writing, it's become his art. You know what I mean? You, you sit down and you write that letter and you think, well, I wrote a letter. It's done. It's in the garbage. It's over. No, these letters be- became the history of that time mm-hmm. and the the thing that he became most notable for yeah. to, to think that a letter you're writing to to uh, miss to miss o of carol miss <laughs> o of carol stream <laughs> can hundreds of years later become a staple of who we are today is that not fascinating yeah, to that's you that's interesting those glimpses into people's lives from the past are so like real yeah it's not something that they were writing for the public to be seen so it's much more accurate and much more honest so how many of our emails are going to do the same thing Oof, in 300 all years of right? Right? Every i don't know about one. you <laughs> zoe, <laughs> actually uh, maybe two years ago zoe gave me a christmas present which was a letter for every month of the year oh that's true oh. it is so sweet yeah it was a uh, an ongoing thing so like I'd, i wrote a date on the letter and then she would open it on that date so it was a present from Christmas to Christmas the following year, and then there were little things that went along with it. Oh, I love was two it. I've got two more. So from the beginning yeah. to the end, though, was it a full letter? So each day it was just one word. That would be a full sentence. So, so she put a, a sentence in every month <laughs> right. to make the letter up. Oh, that's oh fascinating. But it's also interesting to me, um, just to like talking about Horace and his writing is that we may not have even known the word serendipity if it were not for his letters being preserved because they weren't really, that word wasn't used a whole, whole lot until much later. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, oh, maybe somebody was reading it. They're like, hmm, serendipity, that's a nice word. (laughs) Let's branch this off into another form of the word, which is serendipitous. Why don't you talk about uh, when serendipitous was used, Jenna? Serendipitous was first used in the 1900s. That's you, right. About 1910 I or I love how you carried that British di- dialect <laughs> into this. Yeah. It goes with me everywhere. That's though. right. Yep. When I lived by myself, like 90% of the time, that's how I spoke to myself out loud <laughs> in the apartment. I love imagining that. <laughs> She's just looking in mirrors. Uh, also well known fact about me, I love mirrors. I love my reflection. <laughs> I love looking You're at me. You're killing me today. Uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, so it wasn't serendipitous. Wasn't used until like nineteen. Uh, there was two dates that we found. One was nineteen ten. One was nineteen fourteen. Right, yeah. But either way, four year span. What's four years in the scheme um, of nineteen hundred? In the scheme of the nineteen hundreds, <laughs> what's four years, darling? What's four years, darling? <laughs> so there, yeah, there was no evidence of it being used until you know, early 1900s. And even then, well, not even then, that's when it appeared in a book on fishing. But I believe it was used the wrong way. (laughs) It it, it was very much used the wrong way. Yeah, it was used the wrong way. And it was something like this guy, oh, who wrote it? H.T. Sheringham wrote in a book on fishing, with good luck, you should catch a three-pounder, among others. With very good luck, a four-pounder. Those who Horace Walpole, I believe, called serendipitous, catch a five-pounder now and again. Which is mm. lucky. That's not quite what Ter- Horace right. had used it as. Right. Mm-hmm. Although, it's interesting because the second definition that Chloe had mentioned earlier was good, good fortune. fortune or luck. 
So I think you can sometimes lump it all into like, oh, serendipitous just means lucky. Yeah. So it kind of, it, it depends on how you're looking. Are you looking at that wood? So the interesting thing is the, the word, he references Horace in that quote, but the word Horace uses in his letter is serendipity. And he uses the word serendipitous. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it almost makes that a serendipitous use of the word. Oh. Yeah. In and of itself, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's a desirable discovery by accident. Mm-hmm. So accidentally he misquoted by saying serendipitous, but that's a desirable outcome. So and, serendipitous yeah. was created serendipitously. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And serendipity. So <laughs> How many times can you put serendipity or some form of the word into a sentence? <laughs> right? And it's Probably just, many. It's such a fun word to say. Serendipitous. Right? Serend- like serendipity. It is. Is I feel like, like it's it's a very fancy word. I feel mm-hmm. like when yes. I hear it, I'm like, ah, oh, serendipitous. You gotta yeah. say it in a British accent, it's so fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, he was from England. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it pans out. So what kind vi- of a British name he's got? What's his name? Horace Walpole. Horace Walpole. That's right. So yeah. British. So let's go back just a little bit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. rewind it. Mm-hmm. Back in our time machine mm-hmm. um, to when we were talking about those three princes of right? Serendip. Yeah, and those three princes and what it was that they serendipitously discovered. Okay. And how I mentioned that they made an observation and then formed a hypothesis, mm-hmm. right? And that is very much like the scientific method that we we know. You make an observation, ask a question, form a hypothesis, make predictions based on it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? You know, so the scientific method is a method of discovering knowledge about the natural world based on on making falsifiable predictions. And here they were creating this scientific method in those moments in that story. Mm -hmm. And I think if you make an observation and you create a hypothesis and you go through all the steps, either the hypothesis is correct or it's incorrect, and you get a result, that result is not necessarily what you thought it was going to be, but that has to be okay when you're entering the scientific you know, process there mm-hmm, right. because it's not necessarily about being right or wrong. You, you, you don't care if you're right or wrong. You, you want to find out what's right or wrong. If you're wrong, then you keep working. Then you to, keep working, right. right? You keep on working. And so that's the thing that's very interesting is, well, how many times do we go through that process and we come up with, the quote-unquote wrong thing, Mm -hmm. but there is a discovery. And because we did it properly, that process, we have actually serendipitously discovered something that we didn't intend to discover, right? right? Mm -hmm. What are some examples of that? Um, I have a lot. Actually, the amount... So when I was doing research for this one, the amount of things that we use daily or like important things like medicines Mm -hmm. and like x-rays, like things we use in surgeries, were all found by accident. Mm -hmm. And at first, like, isn't... I mean, that kind of seems a little concerning. Like, (laughs) it's just like... Stumbling around in the dark. Yeah. 
But like the microwave was found by accident, penicillin, mm. anesthesia, chewing gum, Velcro. chewing gum. Yeah. Well, actually, isn't I'll, it like I'll, tree sap or something? Yeah, it was. It was supposed to be a substitute for rubber. Interesting. And it ended up not being a substitute for rubber. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was because no. it tasted good. So they were like, "Wow, this is perfect. It's a great. It's a great." thing that we have discovered by accident wow yeah That's awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. rubber <laughs> yeah yeah oh my gosh imagine imagine if you accidentally swallowed that <sighs> chewing gum oh. the rubber the rubber yeah rubber mm-hmm. yeah that one goes i would so well. rather not Nasty. imagine that i i okay, there's no reason for me to tell the story but i'm gonna do it anyway okay um i don't like chewing gum because i <laughs> panic in my head it, like I don't want to <laughs> I know <laughs> I don't want to touch it because I okay. don't like touching things with spit mm. <laughs> I don't want to swallow it because all those stories they told you about it staying in your stomach for so long yeah seven right? years or yeah. something right and so so there's like so whenever it whenever I do have chewing gum I have this inner panic where I'm like what do I do I don't oh. know what to do do I swallow it or do I touch mm. it you spit it out I, I can't spit Oh, interesting. <laughs> so it's just, just open so your mouth. It doesn't like live in your mouth for a couple years? Yeah, or? it just like stays in there for a while until it I finally like yeah. go to a garbage can and just like blow it out. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I don't, so I don't chew gum anymore. So, okay. well, just one more reason you shouldn't chew gum is because uh, they were trying to create rubber when they created <laughs> it. <laughs> Wait, I have a funny story. My what? brother, when, before we moved um, to Illinois, the elementary school we went to, they were like really big on watching the how it's made videos mm, and one of the those. ones that they watched was chewing gum so they like went step by step on how they made gum and there's like so many like chemicals and like gross things that they put into gum and then afterwards the teacher handed out gum to all the students and they just like completely <laughs> forgot everything they watched They're and like, just what? all ate the gum Here we go. <laughs> every time i chew a piece of gum i think of that story but i still chew the gum see there you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. great what else was there that, that was created serendipitously. Um, cornflakes, which is kind of like a, another in the room of like like food and like How consumable were things. How were those discovered? Um, They were, well, so Will Keith Kellogg accidentally left some wheat on um, the boil. And then like overnight it became crispy and then it became delicious. And that's like just accidentally, like he just forgot it was there and left it there and was like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. And then he boxed up and like sold it to some friends. And then slowly it grew and grew into the giant industry of cornflakes that we have now. Mm -hmm. So I just I just have to make this point of what you just said. He uh, apparently, though, had to make the decision at some point <laughs> that, <laughs> to try that he was going to actually put that in his mouth. <laughs> and that's the thing with all of these accident foods, they're just like, well, might as well right. try right? that. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. no, I made a mistake. Uh, yeah, what? this is rubber. How did the rubber that he was trying to create end up in... His mouth. Like, <laughs> 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 oh my had word! To, had to go out. Uh, go ahead, Zoe. Go yeah, on. I was just going to talk then about penicillin, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Probably the most well-known right. accidental yeah. creation. So Alexander Fleming was doing an experiment with bacteria and then in the middle of it, he went up and went on vacation and he did not clean up after himself. When he got <laughs> back, he realized that there was bacteria that was growing on um, the Petri dish that he left and it was like, def like it, um, 
like deflected the virus or what the thing that was in the petri dish and then he's like oh like i can build off of this mm. and that's kind of how that whole thing started was just not cleaning up after himself wow. so whenever my mom's like clean up your room i'm like well mom have you heard of alexander fleming <laughs> I, I I could be the some fleming. penicillin in here <laughs> do you know uh, another, sorry, I just startled Dominic. I you did. <laughs> I did. I wasn't expecting it. Um, another, uh, what do you call it? Serendipitous. <laughs> another serendipitous. It is the word for the month. Uh, We've been preparing right. for it. for. <laughs> <laughs> um, another serendipitous discovery is post-it notes. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, um, so in, in the 3M um, factories, uh, this one scientist, oh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. I'll find it. Oh, Spencer, Spencer Silver. Um, he was studying strong adhesives mm-hmm. and then came across one that just proved to be useless or what he thought was useless. Um, and then they realized, oh, you know what? We can kind of like reuse it or take it off and stick it. it you you know. can't see it right now. She actually, <laughs> Jenna has going. a post-it in her hand. <laughs> I didn't do this on purpose. Just putting it on and taking it <laughs> off of things right now. <laughs> Look at this useless adhesive that works kind of well for things. Yeah, so that's how the post-it note was, was created. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Very handy. Pick one more, Zoe, that you've got over there. Velcro, <clears throat> um, which was, so, you know, the little, so one of the, I always bring up like the houses I've lived in, in every episode, yeah, <laughs> but one of the houses we lived in had huge, like eight acre woods in the backyard. I thought you were going to say was made of Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I lived in a house made of Velcro. <laughs> no. Um, and we, whenever we would walk the trails, we would always come back to the house, like with the little burrs on our, um, oh, yeah. on our clothes. Right. So there was a Swiss engineer who I cannot pronounce his name, but his name was George. And he went for a hike in the Alps. Let's call him George. (laughs) George. Well, his first name was George. I'll butcher the last name. But he went on the hikes. Uh, went on a hike in the Alps with his dog. And then when he got home, he saw there were um, a lot of the burrs on his clothes and he noticed the little hooks that were on it. Mm. Um, So he was like, wow, this is kind of genius. So he made a replica of a a piece of uh, plastic with a lot of little hooks on it and then a piece of cotton and like stuck it together and realized how, um, how nicely it's, it worked. And then yeah, it became, um, he sold it and it was attached to fabric and shoes wow. and backpacks. Yeah. And it was just like a replacement for the zipper, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a, yeah. A much easier thing than ties, too, oh on shoes. <laughs> Tie my shoe is the pain of my existence. <laughs> Get Velcro shoes, George. Well, thank you. <laughs> wow. That is absolutely Fascinating, isn't it? When yeah. you think about 1700 and the even before that when the Three Princes of Serendip were written and, and you go forward to the creation of serendipity being something that is a desirable outcome when you're not looking or intending to find that. And our, our world, when we talk about the scientific process and, and as artists too, you know... Um, some of us here are improvisers, so we follow a set of rules and we don't make up where we're going, but we're open to what comes, which is also mm-hmm. what happens in the scientific process. Right. Imagine if if they weren't open to what came and we didn't have these discoveries that all of a sudden we now 
have as part of our daily lives, right? right? Yeah, like if they weren't hygienic. Or if they were, un- <laughs> if they were, if they, if they cleaned were, up half, if of they were, if they were too hygienic, we would have never discovered some of right? these things. Yeah, thank goodness for that messy man. <laughs> yeah, so I think the important thing that serendipity, the lesson that it can teach us all, is not to always care whether our outcome is right or wrong, mm. but find the truthful outcome of it. How what actually happens. You know, we think this, let's try that. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but we're going to find out what happens mm-hmm. and accept the outcome as what happened. Or if you, as we go into improv sometimes, you know, we do our work, we study our skills, we, we, we go in and we do a show and we don't have to know where it's going or what's happening, but we do the journey and the outcome is very serendipitous. So, I mean, that's what serendipity brings to me, yeah. that we, as uh, as humanity, should be open to what comes. Mm-hmm. That discovery is valid, and you never know what you discover and how it's going to impact everything. Right. Absolutely. Well. Horace Walpole. You're a great guy. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Horace. You. <laughs> Horace, we, Horace Walpole, tall very much. Me. We have reached the end of this month's episode. Before we all say goodbye, I'm going to fill you in on next month's word. Next month's word is tradition. Tradition. That's right. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, and we're going to we're going to release that one a little bit early so that okay. you have it for the holiday season. So many holidays. So many it holidays. It really is. I am excited to talk about tradition. There's so much there's so many places we can go. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be great. it's going to be great. This was a really intriguing word to Yeah, I like to, this one. Yeah, Me to too. do. So, my name is Dominic. My name is Jenna. I'm Zoe and I'm Chloe. We thank you for joining us this month. We'll see you again next month when we are discussing tradition. One Word is a production of BFAC On Air.